Hi, welcome to the Seattle Mama Doc podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to pull off parenthood and we often may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. And thank goodness for me, I'm here with one of my very best friends, Dr. Evelyn Sue. Hi, Ev. Hello. <laughs> we sometimes joke because I'm Wendy Sue. She's Evelyn Sue, yes. but she's Sue like HSU. So there's like a little play on that. I like sisters from another mister. Totally. <laughs> um, Evelyn is very accomplished and a really um, studious physician. And I think the gift of her joining us today on Mama Doc is really to help bring light to an issue that seems really routine and something that most parents don't think about a lot at all, which is hepatitis B and hepatitis B vaccination. Evelyn's a gastroenterologist, but she's also a hepatologist, which means she did a pediatric residency. Then she did three years of fellowship to learn how basically mouth to bottom works and the liver works. And then she really specialized on making sure she could help prevent, protect, and cure kids with underlying liver problems. So she knows a ton about hepatitides, which are the hepatitises out there, hepatitis A, B, and C. And we're going to talk about hepatitis B today. Um, Evelyn, talk. One of the things you said right before we started that made me think that we had to do this podcast was, you know, you said, are you really protecting your child or are you setting them up to live a global life? And when it comes to hepatitis B, what does that mean? So hepatitis B is a global problem. It's it's an epidemic. It, is, it infects 2 billion people worldwide. Um, it infects 300. That's, that's more people than are on Facebook. That's more than Bing, people bang. than are on Facebook. <laughs> no, I mean, really, like, no, seriously, yeah. it's that big. It's that many. And it, yeah. the number of people who are chronically infected, so that can't clear the virus, that um, have huge amounts of virus in their blood, is 350 million people worldwide. You know, very close to the entire population of the United States. This yeah. is a global disease. Yeah, global. So, so that's why it's kind of like if you're immunizing your kid against hepatitis B, you're getting them ready to travel around the world. Because one of the right. things you said to me was that most people who get hepatitis B, thankfully, because of the efforts that we've got here in the U.S., don't kind of get it here. Right. That's right. Although, you know, this is a this is a global community as well. United yeah. States is, is a place where many people come and um, between 800,000 and 1.4 million people in the United States have, are chronically infected with hepatitis B. So you're we're also protecting your child to go out and be a citizen of this United States. Yeah. So let's uh, let's clear up a couple of things. So first and foremost, anytime you get an infection, I mean, anything from a common cold to something like hepatitis B, even to something like a retrovirus called HIV. Right. Often a virus will come into your body. Your immune system will try to protect you against it and clear it. And sometimes we're really successful doing that. So will you explain to us what that means of what happens to some people with hepatitis B versus mm -hmm. even, for example, what happens when a baby gets hepatitis B? Sure. So when somebody um, is exposed to hepatitis B, their body has to recognize it and tries to fight it off. Now, there are some... Um, some people, some children, especially infants, who don't have a totally mature immune system. And so they may have, be infected with hepatitis B and the virus sits in their blood and they just don't notice it. Their body's like, oh, this is cool. Like, hey, hepatitis B, like we're just going to coexist here. And then the virus just keeps going and going. And in that time, um, they're very infectious. They have a lot of um, viral copies in their blood, but they're not able to recognize it. Okay, so it. so it, translated, I mean, truly, that means your child gets exposed to hepatitis B, which 
newsflash is not just from your baby having sex because your baby doesn't have sex. But your baby could be exposed to someone in a population by sharing a toothbrush, by sharing saliva, by, you know, having anything that nicks their skin, something like a razor or anything that's really sharp. And it could transmit that way. Blood and open sores, you can transmit it that way. But what Dr. Sue is explaining is that when people have hepatitis B, sometimes they don't even know they've got it. And there's so much virus, they're right. really infectious. They can spread it all around. Right. And and so a child who's not vaccinated or an adult who's not vaccinated um, is at risk. But babies are more at risk because their immune systems aren't mature. So about 9 out of 10 of them who get hepatitis B as a baby, they'll have it chronically, which right. means it'll stick around and their immune system won't get rid of it. Right. And the problem with chronic infection of hepatitis B is that it causes um, ineffective kind of clearance. So what will happen with hepatitis B is that um, the liver keeps trying to clear it, but doesn't clear it well. And then as the liver is trying to clear it, that can cause liver damage. It's the third leading cause of liver, uh, sorry, third leading cause of cancer in the world. It is the number one cause of hepatocellular carcinoma. So it causes up to half of all cases of um, a very severe type of liver cancer. And so, yeah, so, let's, so if I, so let me just like bring light to that because that, that was something you taught me before we started recording. I mean, ultimately that we, there are certain things that we know cause cancer, right? So you know, and Dr. Sue is the one who really pointed this out to me. We know that cigarettes lead to changes in our bodies, in lungs, but all over the body that lead to cancer. We know that, for example, UV radiation from the sun damages the DNA in our cells and turns into things like malignant melanoma and skin cancer. The third most common leading known cause of cancer is this virus. It comes into people's bodies. You know, what you were saying, right? Two yeah. billion people around the planet have had the virus. And then 350 million, the population of the United States, are left with it for their lifetime. I mean, it just doesn't go away. And that's when it leads to cancer. So, you know, avoiding ever having this virus then avoids the possibility of having this kind of cancer and or spreading it to other people. That's right. That's right. And hepatitis B is a major bad actor. I mean, it's it can <laughs> live on um, environmental surfaces for at least seven days. And it's transmissible even when you don't see visible blood. So it's just people who are chronically infected, of which there's 350 million in the world who are chronically infected, um, have millions and millions and millions of virus copies in their blood. They're yeah. very infectious. And so that was something that you taught me too. I mean, that there, you know, there are kids, unfortunately, who you take care of in clinic, right, who have active hepatitis B. They go to school with your kids. No one would know it. They don't look sick. But to Dr. Sue's point, I mean, and this is pretty staggering to me, that if, you're, if that child leaves saliva on a pencil or leaves a blood product or any bodily fluid, right, on any surface, that virus, hepatitis B, is there for a week. So if your child's not protected, there is transmission possible that way. So not to be scary, yeah. but just that this is the kind of virus that you don't want it around. And so that's why we immunize right from the very beginning because babies who get it are going to likely have it for their lifetime and it'll cause cancer in their liver. And that we could get it without even knowing an exposure happened. So that's kind of why you get the shot within the first 24 hours of life. Yeah, exactly. It's preventable with this vaccine, and there's no real good treatment if you have it. It's incurable. So it's a preventable. It's an exam. It's sorry. It's a virus that is preventable and yet incurable. Yeah. Grim and wonderful, yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's, a, it's not just a bad story. It's a good story because we've got this vaccine. So, um, you know, I think. You know, 2,000 people in the United States die of hepatitis B annually. Um, are those mostly adults, Dr. Sue, or are they 
Do kids die of hepatitis B? Um, kids do not tend to die of hepatitis B. There's some coexistence between the virus and, and the body that um, it happens over a long time. Uh-huh. So that chronic carrier state... Kind of, it's like it kind of rots your liver over years and years. Right, and, and we kind of call it a chronic immune tolerance state because carrier can, um, it means a little bit different as far as inactivated virus, but this chronic immune tolerance state, meaning that they are coexisting with the the virus and there's lots and lots of virus in their blood, um, that take that can take years and years to cause liver damage. But at any time, there certainly are cases of hepatocellular carcinoma in childhood that present. Um, associated with hepatitis B. Yeah. So it could lead to a pediatric cancer if not identified early. Okay, so let's talk a little bit. So if I think of kind of what you've taught us and what we know, hepatitis B is really common virus around the world. Thankfully, it's not as common in the U.S. Part of that is because we've learned a lot. We used to vaccinate kids when they were older, and then we realized these babies are so vulnerable and that we were finding more and more cases. And once we started, you know, a couple decades ago, vaccinating kids right at birth, um, we really dropped the number of hepatitis B that you had said earlier. You know, most babies who or young kids who've got hepatitis B or are identified with Hep B, they get it from birth, and they're often immigrants or children of adoption because prenatal care wasn't there or transmission happened without intervention. Mm-hmm. Right. That's correct. Yeah. So let's talk about the vaccine. So we we give the vaccine um, in the cases of most moms have prenatal screening, right? In prenatal screening, we look and check mom's blood mm-hmm. to say, hey, does this mom have Hep B? When a mom's negative, meaning doesn't have any evidence of uh, having active infection or has basically proof in their blood that they've been immunized, usually is what we're looking for, right? Um, What do we do with babies? Like, what's the best way to protect them? So babies should be um, immunized in the first 24 hours of life um, so that they can have the best, you know, start on that uh, immune response to it. And then they have an additional um, two intramuscular doses, and that provides 95% 95% protection for um, the infants, children, and adolescents who um, receive the vaccine. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, one of the things I hear in clinic is people will think like, oh, this is a sexually transmitted disease. I'm making an alternative schedule. I'm not going to do Hep B. And it's funny, you know, in some studies we found actually that physicians, for example, some of the studies by Dr. Opal, who's here in, in Washington, you know, that there's kind of conditional comfort. Like pediatricians, the, the risk of actually being exposed to Hep B is pretty low for a baby, right, with a family who doesn't have Hep B. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet there's literally not a single reason to wait, right, that you're just increasing that window. That's right. And you can improve how well they respond to the vaccine by doing it early. Uh-huh. So we know that if we immunize early, you mean the way that a baby's immune system responds and protects them for lifetimes higher. That's right. Yeah. So boom, right? Like no reason to wait. I mean, the other thing about Hep B is that we give it at birth, we give it at one or two months of age, and then we give the last dose after six months of age. So some pediatric clinics do that second dose at the one-month vi- one visit, some wait till the two-month visit with all the other immunizations. Some pediatricians give the last one at six months, but most do it at the nine-month visit as just a singular shot at that nine-month visit. And then that baby should be and is likely, because of that 95% number, to be protected for a lifetime, forgetting hepatitis B. Remember, living in a population where kids are walking around with hepatitis B, adults are walking around with hepatitis B, and it isn't just sex that causes transmission. It's toothbrushes, cups, razors, you know, any kind of exposure to open sores with somebody who's had this active infection, and then the fluids on surfaces that you could be exposed to kind of without knowing it. Um, When you think about um, lessons you've learned from families with hepatitis B, um, like, what happens? What's the hardship of hepatitis B for a family? I mean, how do we 
how do we kind of implore people not to wait? I mean, is there something that you can think of with your expertise and experience? The biggest thing, the, the biggest impact of hepatitis B is that knowing, that knowing that this could cause cancer, that this ca- could cause end-stage liver disease, the burden on that upon a child, that it's incurable. I mean, to tell uh-huh. someone that this is an incurable disease, um, that's mm-hmm. a huge mental burden, I, th- mm-hmm. I think. That families bear when they hear that. Exactly. And I mean, yeah. all you want for your child is for your child to live a, a good and healthy life and not be limited in any way. Yeah. And this is a limitation that could be prevented. You know, and I and I think that's where the power is. You know, we we see these kids in clinic. We screen them. You know, we talk to them about their futures. We talk about the, their choices that they're making, et cetera. But really, the burden of this is knowing that they have to come, knowing that they they have to keep watching for these things that they can't maybe live as free of a life as they wanted, mm-hmm. or what they wanted for their children. Yeah, that's amazing. So, a summary. You know, Happy Vaccine three doses prevents long-standing active quick infection or chronic disease, of which we know babies are much more likely. Nine out of 10 babies who get hepatitis B will have it for their lifetime. And over time, it'll convert over. And one out of four of those kids who grows up dies from that infection, often turning into cancer. Um, this is a global disease. So Dr. Sue reminded us, you know, if you're if you want to protect your child to live a global life, travel all over the world where there are 350 million people with hepatitis B out there. This is one way to really prevent it. Um, hepatitis B is not a junk Passover vaccine. We give it right in the very beginning of life because we know this is the best way. Side effects, I literally went on the CDC site to dig out more side effects to share in this podcast. I cannot find them. And I always say to families, I mean, these, it doesn't even provoke fever typically. That's why we're so comfortable giving it at birth in one to two months of age. I mean, when a baby gets a fever at that age, we take it so seriously we put him in the hospital. So we would never give a vaccine that we think would cloud that picture. So really low side effect profile. Babies tolerate it really well, go home, feed normally, act normally after, and do this amazing thing where they mount this immune protection that can protect them from this sometimes chronic and even lifelong infection. Dr. Sue, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, The reality is parenting is a high-stakes job, but the good news is with vaccines, you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at SeattleMamaDoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from. 